step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, from the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way, Dan Kaplan. Well, nothing more American than winning elections, right? Especially when the future of the state and the nation depend on it. So saddle up. Dick Wadham's in-house, and uh, it's real now, Dick. Ballots are about to drop. On Uh, Monday. The races could really not be higher stakes than they are right now. No. A lot of things starting to become clear, some still murky, so let's do it. 855-405-8255, the number. Jump in anytime. You can text us, Dan57739. Pam Anderson will join us at 436. She's running for Secretary of State. And listen, I know what you're thinking. Okay, Secretary of State, another candidate. No, this race is so important this year. And Dick, she was a superstar in that debate against Jenna Griswold. Unfortunately, nobody gets to see it. Last night, you mean? But but yeah, yeah, but she is uber talented. She she annihilated uh, Griswold. Griswold is just a liar. I mean, she stands there and just lies. Uh, But uh, uh, Pam, I think Pam uh, did a great job uh, last night, and she really demonstrated how superior she is and what a, uh, just what a, a intellectually bankrupt and and blindly partisan person Griswold is. I mean, she is all of that. And she's the yes. worst person in Colorado to be Secretary of State. Yes. But what do you think, separate and apart from that, mm-hmm. and that's what matters most, yes. what do you think of her political skills? Of uh, Pam? No. Oh, I, well, Griswold? Anderson, listen, my headline is, Pam Anderson is a superstar. Yes, I mean, she is brilliant. She she handled herself. I I have not seen a better performance than last night, except maybe Heidi's against Polis, and they'd be tied because both were 10s, and you can't do any better than 10, right? No. No. But but Jenna Griswold, and, and she is all those bad things you said she is, but what do you think of her political skills? Well, they're they're actually pretty good. I mean, to be honest, I mean, as Pam laid out the entire evening, Jenna has picked issues to talk about that have nothing to do with the Secretary of State office, but that are hot button issues that helps her raise money within the Democratic Party. I mean, she does have you. If you opened her up, you'd find nothing but raw ambition there. There's no doubt about it. No question. Yeah. No question. And and again, the worst person to have a secretary of state, because as Pam Anderson pointed out, and I'm sure she'll say on the show at 436, how can you trust somebody to run elections when they're taking sides in the elections? Oh. Right. I mean, how can you trust that when she it, farms it's just out, the appearance of impropriety? Yeah. I mean, yeah. she farms out press releases to right. Planned Parenthood on abortion, right. Right. which, by the way, last time I checked, there were no abortions being conducted in the secretary of state office. <laughs> exactly. And, and I was going to say something I should. But the point being this, that I, I believe, and I know you're the guy who's won all these big races, right? I just sit here and talk about it. But I know from my law practice that the way we win is to be realistic about the other side's strengths. Yes. And then prepare to defeat those. Yes. And and when I watched that debate last mm-hmm. night, 
you know, Griswold's all these bad things. Uh, but she does have some political skills. She does. And, and so I'll play some sound from that as well, because listen, this business of her taking these, getting involved in these hot button issues and taking sides in races that her office is responsible for, obviously that's nonsense. It's backwards. It's horrible. But she defended it, I thought, as well as a person she could. She did. Yeah. And, yeah. and here's some of that sound. Anderson accused Griswold of politicizing the office of Secretary of State by taking positions on divisive issues like abortion. When the fundamental freedom to choose who to marry, when to have a kid, how to start a family is under attack, I will stand up for people's rights. Well, it certainly raises you lots of money, millions of dollars for your campaign coffers when you take sides and let special interests enter in our democracy. And Dick, I thought what made Pam Anderson's response even better Mm -hmm was the fact that it came after Griswold got on a pretty good roll. She was defending the indefensible. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, she did it as well as possible because she she had this message she wanted to deliver, and, and she did it very passionately. Mm-hmm. So I thought she did the best she could with the indefensible, and then Anderson comes back and just buries her. Right. Yeah. yeah no, I, I agree with you. Griswold does have a way of trying to move the goalpost. Like, this is a debate on abortion and uh, election deniers, and it, and, it, and it's none of the above. But she, she did try valiantly to try to do that. Well, and listen, she should be a candidate for U.S. Senate yeah. or governor or something yes. else, not for secretary of state. That's right. Which, which brings us to another question. And by the way, listen, I think Pam Anderson should win. She should win 100 to zero. My only concern right now is... How many people in Colorado know how good she is and how many people in Colorado know how bad Griswold is? Yeah, well, and Griswold has a lot of money and she's running a lot of ads right now. Uh, Pam has not been able to do that. But I do think, Dan, that over the course of the next three weeks, as people get their ballots, voters do have a tendency to take a look at the candidates and uh, uh, especially ones that are not partisan Democrats or Republicans. And they really do take a look at the candidates and try to figure out what's going on in these down-ballot races, like Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not unusual in Colorado, as you well know. For w- How many times have we elected a Democratic governor, but a Republican right. AG, a Republican right. Secretary of right. State, a Republican treasurer? Right. I Honestly, not that I'm throwing well, in the towel on governor, but but that, that that's a scenario that could happen no, this time. And that's a brilliant point, obviously, to Quadrum's with us here today, because you go back as recently as 18, mm-hmm. when, when it was the best year the Democrats are probably yes. ever going to have. And and yet on the ballot issues, Colorado yes. voted like arch Amazing. conservatives. Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. So and, to your point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now the key question, I, I think it is the ultimate litmus test for the Denver Post. It is so obvious, so easy, such low hanging fruit that they have to endorse Pam Anderson. But will they? Well, Dan, I've been thinking a lot about that because I agree with you. Um, the Denver Post editorial page is very, very liberal. I wrote a column for them for two years, mm-hmm. and so I, I, I enjoyed doing it. But uh, I got to tell you, if they don't endorse Pam, I, I understand they're liberal. They're going to endorse Bennett. They're going to endorse Polis. They're going to endorse Weiser. In this race, if they have any intellectual uh, honesty at all, they know that Pam is the best candidate and would be the best secretary of state. 
if they still go with Griswold right. because there she's part, I, I, I will, tell, I will yeah. Write, yeah. It, it yeah. tells you everything. I They've do. gone yeah, I full hack, I full political hack, and they're not even trying to hide it anymore. Well, if they, right? If they endorsed him. Because if nothing else, clearly Griswold is not the right fit for that oh, office. No, no. And, and that's what I expect their ultimate endorsement to say. And I, they'll endorse Pam Anderson. They'll say all these nice things about Griswold, but say she's not the right fit for this office. Now, she's a lot worse than that, but that's enough. Dan, did you catch the, the uh, Pam's uh, final, final remarks when she pointed out there were two women sitting in that audience last night? The former Democratic County Clerk of Denver and the former Democratic yeah. County Clerk yeah. of Boulder who are endorsing Pam. Yeah, here's Sean Boyd on that. <laughs> yeah. Sean, you were just talking. There were some big endorsements coming out, too. Right, you know, in the audience tonight, which I was surprised. I mean, this was a full house yeah. for yeah. this yeah. debate. Deb Johnson, former Denver clerk, and Hillary Hall, the former Boulder clerk, and both of them, Sir Democrats, have endorsed Pam Anderson in this case. So it will be an interesting race. Yeah. So the Post has to. Uh, Thank you for that, Ryan. The Post yeah. has to. Yes. Now, the Post also has to endorse, endorse John Kellner. I mean, if, if there's any intellectual honesty, if yes. there's any true concern for the state, and I, I know firsthand there are some people at the Post who sincerely care about crime in this state, sure. that then you have got to look at Phil Weiser and again say, hey, maybe he may be a good fit for something else out there, mm-hmm. maybe law professor, but he's not a good fit for attorney general. I mean, look what's happening in I the agree. state. I, I got to tell you, I, I'm a, the biggest fan of all for, for Kellner, John Kellner. Uh, I think that Weiser, though, does a better job in terms of masking how bad he is mm-hmm. than probably Gris- Griswold does. Mm-hmm. And so th- that might give them the out to, v- to endorse Weiser. But I agree that it's the same dynamic is that uh, Kellner is so far superior to uh, Weiser that he, they should. But I, I think that's one uh, that one's a little tougher than mm-hmm. even the secretary of state, I think. And, yeah. and when we come back at 420 uh, with Dick Wadhams, we'll do a. Uh, uh, the state we'll just take a, a look at the state we'll look at all the big races get his take on how things stand now then we'll move it out national from there 855-405-8255 you can text us as well dan concerned about is your lack of accountability for this lack, well. you know when you said you send it to the sent it was transparent to the media on a late friday afternoon t- two days later you sent it to cpr and the clerks did not hear from you at all and they are on the front lines of this attack here's my question when you sent that postcard original postcard tens of thousands did it have your name on it when you sent the mistake postcard did it have your name on it because if it's yes to the first one and no to the second one, it means that you don't have accountability. You're just a politician. Wow. Pam Anderson oh, nailing oh. Jack Griswold, <laughs> nailing her. And everybody knows what she's talking about, right? Yes. The $30,000, hey, go out and register to vote cards to people not legally eligible right. to register to vote, including some here illegally. So that could not have been done any better. No, no. She, she, uh, and she pointed out, of course, and I, I'm glad she's coming on. Um, she pointed out that they've, she, she's gone through multitude of different senior staff, chiefs of staff, mm. Um, mm. Uh, policy directors, uh, communications directors. 
that office is nothing but chaos, Dan. And none of, and these are political appointments. These are partisan Democrats yeah. Yeah. that she hired. They stay a while, they leave. They can't stand her. And for that reason alone, yeah. I don't mean to make this all about the Denver Post. I just think the Denver Post endorsement was the difference maker for Cory Gardner. I agree. And and I think the Denver Post endorsement would be a key to Pam Anderson. I winning. agree. And Whenever, so I, on that yeah. basis alone, Dick, because everybody knows, right? It, that kind of staff turnover isn't anywhere close to normal. No, no. Yeah. In fact, several uh, of those people uh, had worked for previous secretaries of state and, and, yeah. and, and they left when, right. when right. Yeah, she, they couldn't stand her. Right. Yeah. Uh, text her and text us at Dan five, seven, seven, three, nine texter says, Dan, what do you two think about Cynthia Kaufman endorsing Phil Weiser? Well, I'm terribly disappointed in Cynthia. I thought she was a, a very solid attorney general, and um, I know she's probably still bitter over not making the ballot when she ran for governor. But but I I got to tell you, um, and I several other well, when other. did you become Mother Teresa? Not <laughs> making the ballot? She got what five percent? No, I'm serious. I know, I know. Dan. At the assembly, didn't she get like five percent? I think she got eight. <laughs> eight. Okay. As the sitting attorney, I I think that's beyond bitter beer no, face. No, you're at that right. Point. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that's exactly what that was. Several, uh, Ken, let me ask you this oh, question, because yeah, yeah. Ryan pointed out that Don Corum has endorsed Phil Weiser. Yeah. Can any true, and I mean just ideologically yeah. true, uh, Republican endorse Phil Weiser? Well, I don't think so. I, I mean, I, and, and by the way, I've got some very good friends, and I count Don Corum as a friend, too, by the way. Um, but I several good friends who have endorsed Weiser. He... I will tell you, he does seem to have a talent, Dan, with kind of worming him his way into the good graces of some Republicans, and I don't get it. I, I mean, I don't get it at all. I, I, I like whatever happened to, to putting the to state him? first. What that whatever happened to putting the state oh, first? I agree, especially on something like crime. This isn't some highfalutin <clears throat> policy difference. This is I like, agree. hey, is your car going to get jacked? You know, are you going to get killed? Hey, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I, yeah. I uh, but. Um, uh, I don't understand it, but he has worked a certain group of Republicans very hard mm. and they have bought off on it. And mm. I'm disappointed in them. Fact, Texter, yeah. Texter asked Dick, can we vote in person on November 4? The rare question I know the answer to, but I'll let you deliver it. No, hey, well, no, November 8, you don't want November to go in person on November yes, 4. Yes, you can vote in person up until 7 p.m. Yeah. And there, and there will be places to do that. Yes. Now, speaking of which, though. Won't there be some places you can vote in person on November 4? I mean, there, won't oh, there be some? November 4. Right. So pre-election day. Eight, seven, seven, Aren't there some oh, places Friday, the 4th, you can yes. go I vote in person? And we can ask Pam, but yeah. I think on October 23rd, in-person voting centers open. Yeah. 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 And we do have the perfect guest coming up, Pam yes. Anderson at 436, fresh off her shellacking of Jenna Griswold. Ross, are you talking to Dan Kaplis? Hmm, we can ask Ross about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Dan, totally off topic, but perhaps up your alley. I'll get to that one. It just gets too long. Thank you. Dan, a bit of hypocrisy in the Georgia race, since there are several allegations against his opponent that are being mostly ignored by the Dem media. But that brings us to Herschel Walker, because I ended the show yesterday by saying, hey, as a guy for whom the pro-life issue is foundational, um, I have no trouble donating to Herschel Walker, even if he did fund that abortion, because I have no doubt that in office he will be pro-life and i'm much more concerned right. about somebody's public morality in office through their policy making 
than any past failures of theirs. But how do you see that Georgia race? I think Herschel is going to win. Mm. Now, now, by the way, it could end up in a runoff because you have to get 50 percent ah. in Georgia. And there is a third party candidate who's getting about four percent in the polls. So it could go into run, a runoff, which I think would be in January, I think. Who's that third party drawing from? Um, well, it's um, I, I'm not think sure. he's hurting Walker more? Probably. Okay. Speaking of which, um, Kelly, if you could attract our good friend Ryan back there, I think I'm joking with you, Ryan. Ryan's always listening. <laughs> you have some sound, right? Of Brian Piotr, the libertarian candidate. I don't know if Ross got it or Leland got oh, it. Oh, that was Leland that he admitted to being the spoiler. He embraced the role of spoiler against Joe O'Day in the Senate race, and he didn't hide from it. He said, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Is that something you can fire up for us? Oh, my goodness. I'm gonna try. At some I'll try. point. Yeah, I will at try. At some point, yeah. yeah. Because I, I want to hear that, and I want to play yeah. that, because I, I would not be down with that. Yeah. And what's happened uh, the past week or so, Dan, you've noticed that uh, the Republican leadership and Republican senators have gone down to Georgia to stand with Herschel. And I think that was important that he didn't look like he was being abandoned by the Republican leadership, uh, Senate leadership. And I think that's trying to stabilize things for him. Uh, and, and of course, the, the, the texture is correct. Warnock has some horrible ac yeah. accusations against him in terms of the domestic Which violence. Which are never going to get oxygen, though, no. right? Because he's protected Probably by the media. Not, no. It, no. Um, Huh. So are these attacks going to help Herschel Walker? I think there could be a backlash to it. You know, for one thing, he is a very beloved figure in Georgia. Mm -hmm. uh, he, I would equate him to kind of like John Elway and, and Peyton Manning are mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. um, that, uh, that he has a lot of just plain goodwill with the voters who are probably willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and it does. And, and I read on air yesterday an email I and all of America got mm -hmm. from Herschel Walker mm -hmm. in quotes, comparing this to Justices Thomas and Kavanaugh mm, yes. and, and those attacks. So, right. yeah. 855-405-8255, the number. Uh, last question for this segment, Dick. Mm -hmm. Heidi's decision not to debate Polis on yeah. KUSA. Thumbs up or down? I think that's a mistake, Dan. Uh, listen, I've been I've run a bunch of campaigns with the candidates who are underdogs, and uh, we went into some very hostile situations. And I just think when you're, especially when you're the underdog, you have to take these opportunities. And you, I, and that's what I would see it as, Dan, not as a threat, but as an opportunity. I mean, just throw caution to the wind. Go in there and just play your best game. I, I, I frankly think it was a mistake, but, uh, you know, she made her own decision based on her own criteria. Let me take the other okay. side of that, okay? Sure. Because and by the way, I don't like understood. him at all. At uh, all. Uh, understood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. it, it, it would be more fair to have Marlon Polis or, or to Marlon Reese mm -hmm. moderate that debate yes. than Kyle Clark. <laughs> You're right. Right. But but the right. reason I support her in this is she's already proven that she can shellac the guy. She, yeah. she already destroyed him in a debate. Mm -hmm. And and at the end of the day, Kyle Clark has been so unfair to her, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's absolutely appropriate for her to stand up as a highly accomplished person, as a highly accomplished woman. It's perfectly appropriate for her to stand up and say, you know what? I'm just not going to reward that behavior. Yeah. I, a lot of things are not in my control, just as they aren't in any candidate's control. But what I can control is whether that person masquerading as a journalist, in my opinion, you know, who's really a political operative, in my opinion, it is within her control whether 
he gets to moderate a debate involving her. Well, that's true. So I, so I personally respect it. Yeah. I think it was a mistake still. But, 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 but anyway. My persuasive abilities are fading. Hey, Pam Anderson next. Dan Kaplis, Dick Waters. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Concerned about is your lack of accountability. Pam Anderson to Jennifer Swan. You know, when you said you sent it to the, sent it was transparent to the media on a late Friday afternoon. Two days later, you sent it to CPR, and the clerks did not hear from you at all. And they are on the front lines of this attack. Here's my question: When you sent that postcard, original postcard, tens of thousands, did it have your name on it? When you sent the mistake postcard, did it have your name on it? Because if it's yes to the first one and no to the second one, it means that you don't have accountability. You're just a politician. And I think it was no to the second one. We'll ask Pam Anderson, who just another KO after Heidi Ganahl, KO's Polis, Pam Anderson steps in the ring, and the same outcome. Jenna Griswold flat on her back on the floor, University <laughs> of Denver, hopefully got some good attention. Pam Anderson, welcome back to the Dan Kaplan Show. Dick Wadham's with us as well. Oh, hi, Dan. Hi, Dick. How are you doing? Hi, Pam. Well, not as well as you. That's got to be a good feeling. (laughs) You know, uh, I think it was a really good demonstration of the real differences between um, how I would lead as a secretary of state and how my opponent does. Well, that's pretty understated, don't you think? (laughs) Well, let me just jump in here, Dan. She annihilated Griswold. There's just no other uh, way to look at it. Griswold stood there and just lied throughout the debate, for, essentially. Uh, and it, um, but Pam was uh, on target throughout the debate, was on offense, and every attack that uh, she threw at Pam, Pam responded and, and counterattacked very effectively. Yeah, and what was your favorite moment, Pam? You know, I, the one that you aired was, was uh, one of my favorite moments because, you know, I, I really understand how tough being an election official is. And I understand when your team makes mistakes. I've been there. I have a lot of understanding for that. But it really shows the difference in leadership when you can't be accountable for your for your team and stand up when the chips are down. That's what leadership is. Not when it's easy and you can t- take credit for something, um, but when it's hard. And, and that was a complete and total lack of leadership. Yeah, and the question you pose there, Pam, uh, the second card that went out informing the 30,000 who were asked to go vote illegally that, oh, my bad, that's a mistake. Did that have Jenna Griswold's name on it? It didn't. Um, oh. I think Nine News, Marshall Zellinger reported um, and reported and showed the images of the of the postcards. And, Man. and, you know, when I, you know, I, I've been there, like I said, you know, Jenna brought it up in the debate about a 22,000 postcard mailing, different type of postcard, um, completely different arena. It was day five 
of my first term when I was first elected, it was actually my predecessor who, you know, in the change of the baton. Um, but I stood there and right. I put my name on right. it and said, this is a mistake, voters. This is why it happened. This is how it will never happen again. And it never did. Well, and Congressman Jim Jordan. That's what you do. Yeah. Congressman Jim Jordan does not believe it was a mistake. He he went national on that overnight. But uh, but I thought I thought you handled that perfectly. Uh, I, I thought I saw and I want to get your take on it and Dick's as well. One of the most intellectually slimy, dishonest things I have ever seen in Colorado politics, when after you have courageously stood up on this issue, she called you essentially an election denier. So how did you feel when she did that? You know, it's a point of my campaign is standing up for voters and pushing back on misleading disinformation, lies about outcomes. And it just is the continuing tradition of my opponent who uses the office as a political platform, um, refuses to stand and run against me, and continues to push false and misleading information right after spending $1.1 million of taxpayer money against Mm. misleading information. And it just shows a real difference of character. Again, Mm. it's, it's really easy to throw barbs you know, when you're, you're, you're being partisan and you feel like you're being a team player, um, when you stand up and you say, no matter what the source, um, and tell the truth, that's, that's the challenge. And, um, she's, you know, she's been truth tested on all of that. And, and it's, it's appalling to me how she continues to mislead voters, um, over and over and over again to forward her own political career. Hey, Pam, how many more times are you going to be able to debate her? Um, well, Sunday was going to be the Gazette debate uh, in Colorado Springs, and she withdrew. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, so that tells you everything. Have, yeah, we're not going to have that opportunity. Yeah. Um, both of us are going to be on the same time at the Aaron Harbor show next week. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Kyle Clark, uh, she has committed to Kyle Clark on Nine News on the 24th. So uh, mm. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, bailed on the Gazette. Wow. Wouldn't be surprised if she uh, had a sudden case of long COVID or something. Yes. And I, I wish her good health. I just right. out of this office because, I mean, this is the worst possible office for her to be in, right? I mean, she's, she's intellectually dishonest. She's a rank partisan. And it's bad enough in any office, but Secretary of State? You know, I mean, we need some more confidence in elections, right? Well, and what what we need to do, and it's a professional job. It is a real job, and and we need to keep our democracy, our elections administration, our elections management above the political fray. We have had a lot of very um, strong, politically principled people serve as election election officials. Natalie Meyer. Donetta Davidson, um, uh, Mike Kaufman, who kept that office above that fray, fulfilled the duty and obligations. But, you know, they didn't become a, you know, a national caucus chair to raise millions of dollars for Democratic causes or let special interest into their office to raise millions of dollars and, and really putting the thumb on the scale. She's put the thumb on the scale to give people doubt 
um, and cast doubt on whether or not she can be a fair referee. She's been disqualified. And why I'm running is to restore that fair referee back to the long tradition we've had. And as I said early in the campaign, early in the primary, it's it's like you were made in a lab as the perfect secretary of state. And and I mean that. And Colorado, if Colorado doesn't take advantage of this opportunity, that will be an enormous mistake. But but I have to think this is one of the highest compliments you could receive this from Sean Boyd as she's reporting on the debate last night. Sean, you were just talking. There were some big endorsements coming out, too. Right, you know, in the audience tonight, which I was surprised. I mean, this was a full house yeah. for yeah, this yeah. debate. Deb Johnson, former Denver clerk, and Hillary Hall, the former Boulder clerk, and both of them, Sir Democrats, have endorsed Pam Anderson in this case. So it will be an interesting race. And we're willing to show up with yes. Jenna Griswold standing there. It's one thing to put your name on a newspaper ad, but that's big time. It's, it's been very a very big honor for me because I believe my candidacy represents something bigger. It represents this professionalism of election officials for democracy, defending and moving forward our democracy. And I have such a broad coalition now, over 40 election heroes from all over the state, Republican, Democratic, and unaffiliated, that are endorsing my campaign. And it's because we believe that this is about a job for values that we all share, staying above the fray as Americans for free, fair, accessible, and transparent elections. And it's, it's bigger. It's why, you know, you know, being recognized as a de- defender of democracy by Time magazine is representative, (laughs) representative of that value. This is a principle. This is a profession. And here in Colorado, we have moved the ball forward on accessible, transparent, and secure elections. And I am going to make sure that we stay there and continue to provide that for our voters without bias. Hey, you know, it's been a really good week for you when we don't even get around to the fact you were on the cover of Time magazine. Right? <laughs> that, that's been a really good week for you. Uh, the website, Anderson, now that's with an O, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N for S-O-S dot com. Final question. What's the inside story on why Jenna Griswold has lost all these these high level people, has had so much turnover in the office? We've got about 30 seconds, but but that would seem to be disqualifying in, in and of itself. Well, I don't have firsthand knowledge in, in fo- talking to these folks because she has a record of requiring them to sign non-disclosure agreements upon separation. Oh. Um, in a but, government office? But I also, well, yes, which, is, which will end um, if, if I earn people's votes. But, but this is what I know. I've worked with the last six secretaries of state. Even political opponent, appointees are mission-driven for the mission for Colorado. Is that a Democrat in the background? <laughs> <laughs> it's my puppy and a Staples delivery guy. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> um, so these these folks over the years are mission guy. driven. Yeah, are mission driven, right? <laughs> Not driven for someone's political career, but to serve Coloradans. And I think that is why there's such high turnover at that office because they didn't they didn't sign up for her political career. Wow. These folks sign up to serve Colorado. Wow. And final, final question. Have you met with the Denver Post editorial board yet? I have. Okay. When do you expect that endorsement to come out? 
Yeah, I'm actually surprised the endorsements haven't really started rolling out yet. But yeah. in any day now, I'm hoping yeah, that, hoping to hear. I think the reason it's late is because they have to endorse you. And, and they just want to hold it as long as they can. But, but well, I was really pleased to get the Durango Herald endorsement yeah. yes. and the, the Gazette. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you I, should get them all. I feel like our message is really resonating, and I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to your listeners well, about it. Well, you, you should get every endorsement. Pam, great job, and let's talk again before Election Day. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank Bye. you. That is uh, Pam Anderson. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. John Fetterman. There's some things that we need to address, and then there's some things as a policing philosophy, I believe, you know, if they're running away, arrest them another day, you know, uh, you know, these kind of things. So um, it's always been about balance uh, in that. And that's before the stroke. So Dick Wadhams, tell me, is that the greatest campaign slogan you've ever heard? If they're running away, arrest them another day. And the reason I play that, I know we're not in Pennsylvania. Oh, but, I'm situationally aware. But if the GOP can't win that race yeah. against that guy, yeah. and listen, anybody's had a stroke that's a serious thing. I'm not making fun of that, but he should not be in the U.S. Senate with these limitations. Yeah, I think so, the Oz is going to come. He's coming back. He's closed the gap. I think the Pennsylvania voters are finally seeing Fetterman for what he is, not just a stroke. He shouldn't be in the Senate in, in that physical condition. But more importantly, they're finally focusing on Fetterman and his far left ideology and he's finally being held accountable i think oz has oz has kind of gotten his campaign under control and focused i think he can win and, and so. tell me this dick wadhams having mm-hmm. run and won a bunch of campaigns why did msnbc air this piece so what you're about to hear is from an msnbc report let's just set the stage here i mean we are four tuesdays away from voters heading to the polls here. And some folks have already submitted their mail-in ballots. I'm standing in front of the Board of Elections building where people are today, you know, dropping off their ballots. And this is, as you mentioned, the first time that Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman has sat down in person for an interview with a journalist since his stroke. Now, Fetterman has always been an unconventional candidate, but this is a particularly unconventional interview. I will tell you, I sat down with him at his home back in May before the stroke. This was very different, including literally what the setup looked like. You'll hear him talk in just a moment as I preview some of our conversation about needing closed captioning for this interview. We had a monitor set up so that he could read my questions because he still has lingering auditory processing issues as a result of the stroke, which means he has a hard time understanding what he's hearing. Now, once he reads the question, he's able to understand. You'll hear he also still has some uh, problems, some challenges with speech. And I'll say, Katie, that just in some of the small talk prior to uh, the interview before the closed captioning was up and running, it did seem that uh, he had a hard time understanding our our conversations wow and so why does msnbc tell the truth there which which they are not known for boy dan that i don't know i mean uh, maybe they thought uh, 
this would give him the ability to show how vibrant he is and how he's recovered. I don't know. But it backfired if that's what they were going to do. Yeah. And then why report it that way, which I commend them for, Mm -hmm. for telling the truth. But again, that is not their habit. And Dasha Burns, that's the name of that great reporter. She did fantastic work, Dan. She has caught heat all day on Twitter and on the air from other liberal reporters. What's the criticism? Telling the truth? Yes. Savannah (laughs) Savannah Guthrie, Dan. How dare you tell Savannah Guthrie, the host of Today countered her and said now wait a minute these other reporters are saying he's just fine <laughs> and i know but burns had to come back yeah, and say hey, look, that might have been their experience but this was our experience and she stood by her reporting which you know god love her but her own anchor on today savannah guthrie was like poking holes and trying to wow. you know overturn her reporting yeah but but the fact is the the other reporters are shills for the democratic party yes she's telling the truth my, my question is what why why did MSNBC air that story when they so often lie and bury well, things and spin for prob- the Democrats? They're probably going to fire her now because she doesn't fit with the narrative. I mean, she think might. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I, yeah. But yeah. getting back to the core question, mm-hmm. why did they do this? Because this story doesn't get on air unless it's, you know, run through editors and everything sure. else. Is it MSNBC just trying to warn the Democrats you're going to have to win other places, take your money somewhere else? Is it MSNBC trying to just preserve some credibility? You know, with with its left core out there saying, hey, we're going to tell you the truth about this guy, because clearly MSNBC at this point expects him to lose or or they don't air that story. Yeah, I I, Dan, I don't know. It's it's beyond me. Uh, That's that was a powerful hit on on Fetterman without even her trying to be mean or or mean spirited about it, man. All right. Ballots dropping in Colorado. Dick, when are they going to drop and how many people will vote by mail? How quickly? Well, they'll 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 drop on Monday, start dropping on Monday. The big counties do them in waves. And so by Friday, everybody will have their ballot pretty much. Okay. And then in Colorado, what has the pattern been? How quickly will people start to vote? A lot of people immediately turn their uh, turn in their ballot. These are people who probably know who they're going to vote for. Then there's a lull, and then there's a big push at the end, the last yeah. five, uh, five or six Because a lot of ballots will be cast before some of these debates No doubt happen. about it. When yeah. we come back, let's hear from everybody. What questions do you want Sean Boyd to ask Governor Polis tomorrow night? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.